This is JFM Podcast. Good evening to you. Welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Joss. My name is Ponsak Fanab. This is hoping that, uh, well, the Jumat was good for you and I hope you prayed for our country. And of course, um, you are having a very good um, evening and the day has been good. Well, today is the fifth day in the month of November 2021. Okpaya Mia here. Good evening and how's the going? Uh, good evening, Ponsak. Good evening to our dear followers out there well uh first off we want to still you know extend our heartfelt condolence to the legal state governments on the collapse building uh the numbers of casualties keeps getting more by the day and i really pray that you know the survivors the ones i mean it's a miracle if you get trapped in such you know such a building for two days before you got rescued uh it's a miracle on its own and we pray that the ones that were able to get picked out taken to the hospital uh, you know, we heard that there are four survivors so far and they're still looking for more people. They said, um, you know, it's expected about 150 people were on site when the building collapsed. Well, mm-hmm. I guess that what had formed the, the bulk of the, you know, conversation this week, the Lagos State Government, uh, mm-hmm. the Lagos State Governor, rather, Baba Jide Sonwolu had repeatedly said that everyone, you know, uh, caught, you know, with any sharp practices or anything, uh, that led to that collapse will be persecuted and I mean there's been the first of those casualties already the director general of uh, you know the Lagos State Property Development Agency has been relieved of this duty initially was suspended indefinitely mm. but you know and it's just one of those things uh, you, I mean, a lot of uh, you know Talks have come up, a lot of theories have come up. Oh, and somebody in somebody approved it, somebody collected uh, the uh, somebody collected money. Was I read somewhere, I mean, a couple of other links, you know, that uh, there was uh, in 2019, there was uh, you know, an instruction that work should stop on that site, and they stopped after a while. They came back, I think, like six months later, they came back and they continued the development. That was when they started raising uh, adding additional floors to the house from 17 to 21. and. Well, I just hope and pray that we could still expect more miracles if yeah. we are still able to I get saw, people out of the debris. Yeah, I, I saw, uh, you know, a boy walking out unhurt. Mm. Uh, I think that, that guy is just a... I mean, he's just a special kid. You know, it's it's, it's very pathetic uh, that people quote corners. And in Nigeria, is almost normal. Nigeria is the only society that citizens don't want to build their society. I mean, the pe- <laughs> Nigerian people don't want Nigeria to be better. But they keep lying to themselves that it go better, you know. It's a lie that we tell each other just to pacify the hmm. uh, hurt and the pain that we go through. But uh, if we don't, as citizens, change, Nigeria is not going to change. It's not, Nigeria is not, uh, is not a living entity. It's the people that makes it a living entity. Mm-hmm. And the people have to picture, you know, in their minds, in their How heart. How they want the society to f- Absolutely. To and that will inform every decisions they make, you know, every day, every single day, you know, towards uh, life, you know, especially in the country. Uh, when it comes to healthcare, service delivery, when it comes to even businesses. Uh, Nigeria, is, I think, is only one of the societies in the world that you have low social capital. Uh, because if you're doing a business... You with a fellow Nigerian, you almost know that this person is going to cheat me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you have to preset your mind. If not, uh, if you don't preset your mind, you, you might you get, get con- exactly. and then you feel that ah, this guy don't dark bomb me. You know, and be mumu. You know, <laughs> things like that. And so we have low social capital. We can't even conduct businesses. You know, amongst ourselves, hmm. uh, because we don't trust ourselves. Everybody in Nigeria tries to. 
uh, not sure that he's a smart person, but he's a crook. You know, that's that's the truth. Most people, uh, because if we have, uh, and this social capital comes from the rule of law. If the Nigerian people respect the rule of law, uh, for example, and everybody subject him or herself, you know, under the rule of law, then this country is going to be great. You know, mm. there's no two ways about it. I look at, you know, young people, you know, and uh, some don't even have housing, decent housing, job opportunity, educational opportunity. Uh, they don't have, I mean, look at even the quality of food, the quality of law and the old people, the medicine that, you know, uh, the pension that they earn doesn't even come as at Wendu. When they go, go to the pharmacy to get a drug, it's fake. You know, so it's, it's, it's a very crazy society. If you want to get uh, something for your little baby, you know, uh, they don't wear new things. It's always, you know, secondhand. And it's like a norm here. Uh, you know, it's, it's a society that doesn't respect anyone. Uh, so everybody tries hard as most, uh, possible to become an elite. That's why everybody wants to be in government because that's where uh, the money is and uh, you can take that money without being held to account, you know. Uh, that is how, you know, ordinary Nigerians see government is where people go and steal and then nobody asks them questions. And it brings me back to the premise of my argument or debate that democracy is about the people. It's not about those... Uh, that uh, the people have elected to serve is about the, the people. people that elected yes people. if the people if the people don't feel good don't feel right about a certain government policy they can come to challenge government by protest it's one of the legitimate means to say we don't like this thing i was listening to uh someone a young scholar from the council of foreign relations and he was talking about um democracies that are on that threat and you know he mentioned nigeria i think the guy is a Ghanaian or something mentioned nigeria and one of the first markers that he said is that freedom of speech oh. that is one thing that makes a society uh democratic in the true sense of the word and he mentioned twitter ban i say well uh i've not seen anything yet the president or the minister for information some time ago okay that uh, he has met with um, Twitter executives or the guys at Twitter, and then they've reached blah, blah, blah. But uh, well, he said soon uh, Twitter will come back to life in Nigeria. But up to now. You know, <laughs> and the issue of Twitter, it's very funny how we've moved away. Uh, a lot of people have decided to find ways of stealing Twitter handles. But uh, it's it, it, it just, uh, it just uh, a, a clear you know, picture, a bigger picture of how the society is right now. Now, for whatever reason, the government felt, okay, uh, these people had done the right thing or they said the wrong thing and they said to place a ban on t t Twitter, the largest, you know, one of the largest social media platforms mm -hmm. where a lot of people make money. I remember when we talked about it and somebody was telling me that, oh, that am I into internet fraud? Why would I say I make money from Twitter? And I said, yeah, it's a, it's a virtual community. I mean, you get to let the whole world see what to sell, what to do, if it's products, businesses, ideas. And, and the government, in their own wisdom, have chosen to, how many months now? So when the Minister of Information and Culture, uh, Mr. Lai Mohammed, came out to say that they would open, it, I think the announcement was made on the 1st of October. Yes, it was, on, it was made on the 1st of October that very soon the ban on Twitter be lifted. Hey, today is the 5th of November. He said that a month and four days ago. So we don't know how soon, you know, they are very easy. But the most important thing is that we have a government that probably does not have an idea of what the citizens are losing each time, you know, we, we because of ego, because of whatever interest, choose to do what we do. So uh, it's a conversation that would go on. And it sends the wrong message to the entire world. You want to have an investor and an investor understand, oh, why would I put my business in a country that does not even respect the rights for people to talk? What are social media? I mean, there are a lot of states where protest is being banned, even on the plateau, uh, there's a ban on possession or illegal gathering in quotes, even on the plant. So people come out and they know that uh, it's they are at a big risk. You look at what happened at the Plateau State Polytechnic that led to the closure of the school. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, if you've put the people in a situation whereby they have no other choice than to take to the streets uh, to vent their displeasure with some policies or how government is treating them, and you also, you practically, push, just like beating the child and telling the child not to cry. You pushed me out by not doing the right thing, and then you're preventing me from expressing myself and letting the world know what I'm going through. 
it's 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 i mean there's a lot of irony in this country yeah. and that's one of it and the funny thing is that when they wanted to ban twitter they used the same twitter to announce the ban of twitter yeah well i funny. mean that's how we've constructed uh <laughs> syllogism you know basic logic here uh well just like you know that non-state actor saying that okay people can go out to vote well and that's ipop and then people uh, they go suspended out yeah they suspended the sit at home order any society that a non-state uh, people trust a non-state actor more Dan, than government it's, that, it's, that society a is a problematic you know mm. society because uh it shows that there's low level of trust I personally, I don't trust powerful people. I don't trust any human being with power, no matter who you are. Mm. I don't. It's, it's something that uh, I don't find myself doing because uh, that is one of my core values and belief. You know, uh, because people with power are dangerous people. Mm. They can easily become tyrants, and people will still follow them. But in a society that you know, you find a government uh, that is legitimate and an illegitimate, you know, group. And that group is saying that people should sit at home and then they make a U-turn to say that people can go out to vote. <laughs> Something very important for that uh, those people in that society. Uh, a non-state actor is saying, okay, you can go out and vote. It shows that there's a problem. And if people listen to you know a non-state actor, there's a problem in that society. And it just shows you the failure of government and government institutions you know, uh, to do its own job. Look at how many thousand uh, policemen, AIG, DIG, you know, uh, are there I mean, in, uh, I mean, in Anambara State. State. How, what is the landmass of Anambara State, for <laughs> example? What is the uh, population of Anambara State? And the irony is that Anambara State is one of the progressive states we have in Nigeria. In WAIC, they've been first. Uh, they have low unemployment rates. Uh, they have low government dependent when it comes to civil service jobs. Uh, they high, have high commercial activities there. And even their governors, you know, they've done, you know, pretty much well. Talk about Peter Obi of this world and uh, even Willie Oba, you know. They have, you know, it's like, for me, it's like the um, manufacturing hub, permit me to say, you know, of our country. It's supposed to be a state that people don't, even the federal government, you know, respect because of the tax they get, you know, uh, from that, you know, state, for example. So, but you keep finding, you know, that people are being gagged, coerced, you know, f fear, intimidated. I think the government has, you know, a big role to play, especially um, cleaning the perception of people uh, people towards the government and uh, let people have trust, you know, in, 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 in government because government is the only legitimate, uh, will I say group? Is, well, group, yeah, only legitimate group that... Uh, have the right, you know, to formulate policies for the good and the best interests of everybody. I, I, I remember yesterday, uh, the guests, uh, Prince Valentine, even the guest on, uh, you know, the program this morning, plenary, also talked about the fact that, you know, the, the militarizing election is becoming a you know, a regular thing we've gotten used to in this country, especially for midterm elections. Uh, perhaps uh, there's there's no pressure anywhere, so they can uh, practically collapse on you know of policemen or military men from other states and move them on mass to an ambassador. So what are you sending as message to the people? Is it about you know trying to tell them that if you do anyhow, you will see anyhow? Ideally, if it's a it's a normal society where things should go properly, you don't need force, you don't need uniform men, you don't need the military close to you know, polling units that are supposed to be a few feet or a few meters away from where people vote because you're coming to exercise your franchise and you see someone carrying, you know, loaded AK-47 mm. in uniform, hard-faced. I mean, you have a feeling that, oh, am I even safe coming to this place in the first place? So it's a lot of problem. I, I hope that the, you know, the security people in Anambra will not be more than the voters that are going to vote tomorrow. But I just want the people to exercise their franchise. I want the people to come out tomorrow. I'm sure wherever you're listening to us right now. By the way, you can follow us live on facebook.com first like jfm just or on our website www.ijfm.ng or you can go to jtv on youtube and you know follow our programs live so if you're listening to us in anambra state if you're listening to us in emo state neighboring state uh well you've got to be careful tomorrow because it's only who is alive that would enjoy the dividends of democracy very so true you've got to keep yourself safe we're not saying you shouldn't go out to vote if you think you don't feel comfortable 
comfortable staying there to monitor your vote exercise your rights is a civic responsibility and go back home with the hope that you know you've done your 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 bid as a citizen because you never can tell even local government elections uh, we get to hear about different stories and all of that so uh it's 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 going to be very difficult to predict how our number of is going to be tomorrow well we have mr jude he's a reporter with punch newspaper one of the no, 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 daily, uh, trust. Daily, daily trust okay okay uh yeah. okay thanks for the uh correction there but he used yeah. to be with the punch well uh yes. good evening thank you very much for joining us thank you very much well good to hear your voice i hope plato i, I know plato is home to you so yeah, very well, very well, very well. I'm so passionate about Plato. Thank you very Thank much. You. Well, well, talk to us about how is the atmosphere, you know, in Anambra State at the moment, barely hours to the Anambra State governorship election? Well, um, as you said, that everything is calm. Um, when I left Owere, my base to Oka, the impression was that uh, everywhere would be so... Every guy will be in tatas and that um, you can't even enter Oka. But surprisingly, coming here, we encountered only one uh, checkpoint, and uh, as I moved in here, there's no problem. There's no problem. Everybody is, uh, especially as at yesterday, everybody is going about his business. But today, because of um, the sit-up, which was cancelled, people became apprehensive, and not many people are on the street. Okay, but, but as I'm talking to you now, everywhere appear calm problem okay is it calm you know because people are afraid or calm because uh, they are waiting uh, for tomorrow to go and cast their vote actually it is calm because people are afraid okay. even when i pop canceled the sit at home order yeah we notice that even some people are saying we don't know what will happen you know and some people are saying that the cancellation was eight times because um, the, 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 the announcement of the cancellation couldn't have gone round so People are still afraid. People are still apprehensive. It's, in fact, apprehension is very, very sick in the air. So people prefer to stay at home, not knowing what will happen tomorrow. So for them, it's better to sit at home and, and, and stay alive than come out and uh, get injured or killed or whatever. Mm, okay. But talk to us about the uh, political actors, you know. as I know that uh, maybe since yesterday they've rounded up their uh, political campaigns. But what is the feel uh, like? Uh, is there any um, sort of reef, for example, because what we see, you know, reported maybe incorrect is may not represent the accurate uh, information, you know, uh, there, for example. But tell us about the um, how political actors have contributed to either make the elections peaceful or violent, as uh, the case may be. Okay, you know, uh, the, the, the Peace and Reconciliation Committee, the Kuka led yeah. Peace and Reconciliation Committee was here yesterday, and they signed an accord with all the major political actors. And so, to, an, to a larger extent, this has helped to lessen the political tension in the state. And uh, if they agree by what they have promised, I think tomorrow will be peaceful. And I... I as, as, as at now, most of the political actors have retreated to their villages. You know, tomorrow is the election, and the electionary campaign stopped by close midnight yesterday. And so they've, um, they are now in local campaigns, you know, grassroots campaigns. But they are trying to woo voters at the local level. So that's what they are doing now. But as it is now, everybody is waiting for tomorrow. And ready to go. But what we must understand about Anambra State is that they've always had no political to, uh, voter turnout. Yeah, of course. I was I was going to ask that. You know, at the voter yes, apathy yes, because that's... last election it was reported by uh, election observation uh, groups that forty one percent of the total population uh, voted in Anambra State, or even less than that, according to uh, some people. Talk to us about voter apathy. You know. Uh, do you think that the media and the local-based media has done enough to encourage people to come out to vote? Now, even if they have, the, the, the situation on ground has not given people the convincing, uh, the, the convincing evidence to come out. You understand? The people are not very much convinced, even if you tell them to come out. Yes, Anambra, as, as I said, uh, it's not noted for political activism. 
data apathy is always very high. Last uh, election for a state that has over 4 million plus population, only about 25 people voted. And there is this fear that this time around will not be even up to 15% because of what is happening now. You understand? And you know, Anambra people, as I said, they are, they are not too politically conscious. You understand? So, is it consciousness to, or they don't, uh, the government doesn't uh, do much for them? Or is it uh, the polit- lack of political awareness or they feel that, oh, yeah, the government doesn't care about me, let me go about doing my own thing? No, well, I, I don't think uh, the, 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 somebody can provide a, a reason for that, but um, they are mainly businessmen. Uh, they prefer to go to their businesses than participating in the political process. Maybe that's what I, I, I think maybe the cost. You understand? And uh, you know, Anambra said it's also noted for high, 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 high political hooliganism. So people are always afraid. Remember, Anambra State is the first state where a governor was abducted. You understand? So people, 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 people don't like to take to this kind of uh, politicking. So they would rather stay at home than coming out. I think that's part of the major reason. Okay. Well, says my colleague is going to uh, ask, take you on the next uh, round of questions. Okay. okay uh, Mr. Ju, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, first off, I want us to talk about uh, the militarization of elections in Nigeria and, of course, in reference to Anambra State. Uh, we've seen reports of the number of, you know, police officers, let me just say, you know, security is basically mobilized uh, to uh, Anambra State for the election tomorrow. What signal do you think this will send down uh, to Anambrians? Because you talked about the fact that on a normal day, even without the old IPOB issues and all that, voters' turnout had always been low. But when you wake up in the morning on almost every street and corners in Anambra State, you see soldiers with, you know, guns, you see policemen, all of that. What message does it send to an an um, an person that wants to go vote tomorrow. Well, um, there was this unfortunate statement. I call it unfortunate because um, that that should not have come from uh, from the uh, Minister of Defence when he was saying that it's possible overwhelm this this state with security. That statement, I guess, uh, is very very wrong because um, it sent a wrong signal. That they wouldn't want the state to be in the hands of uh, IPOB, and so he has given the the, the military the, 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 the directives to overwhelm. That was the that was the word he used. But, uh, I, I think the success or failure of this election will, will depend largely on the attitude of. The security men sent to, so uh, automatically uh, now there become state uh, actors now in this course of this election because there are do's and don'ts would probably you know affect the outcome of the election. Yes, yes, you know the 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 the, 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 the security men here see Anambra said as a conquered territory. Mm. They see themselves as conquerors, and so their attitude is being fashioned by this. Just yesterday, uh, uh, a convoy of military men were going against the traffic. They got to a popular place called Aroma Junction. Two of them just stepped out of the car and said, arrest them, arrest them, arrest them, arrest them. Everybody started running. Huh. Nothing was happening. People were just going about their businesses. In fact, we were just by one entry, you know, trying to buy food because in, in most of the places, uh, you don't, you fix yourself to a place where you, you, you are safe and you can dash to your hotel there's any problem yeah. so that kind of attitude can create tension among the people you don't you don't come to a highly tense place and begin to make the place more tense so as i said if the security men proceed to this area can comport themselves very well and fix the rules of engagement just stand by watch people as they go by watch vehicles as they go by without any interference. If you suspect anybody, calmly flag him down, then do diligent searching and let the person go. But when you begin, begin to display some kind of bra- bra- braggado, mm. it's sending a wrong signal 
that you've come for something else. So uh, my advice to the secretary posted to Anambra for this election is that they should calm down. In fact, contrary to what we've been hearing, I didn't expect this kind of uh, ambience. I, what, what I had expected was that every street, every corner, you see policeman, you see army, you see soldier. But they, 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 it's not so. It's not so. But I think, by and large, the people of Anambra State have decided that this is their state. They wouldn't want to put their state in turmoil, especially as I, uh, IPOB has cancelled the city at Tomoga. So I think they, they have resolved to be ugly. And they have been helped by the Cooker Foundation that had gathered the political actors together to sign a peace accord. I think, by and large, uh, tomorrow may the skeptics wrong about a number of elections. I, 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 was, I was going to come to, uh, you know, uh, the peace accord that was signed yesterday, and thank God you mentioned it. Uh, in September last yeah. year, we saw the same thing, uh, you know, uh, occurred in Odo State, and in October, we saw the same thing in Edo State as well. Uh, we saw yesterday, and uh, all the, uh, you know, principal actors, uh, let me see, the leading candidate of the major political parties were there yesterday, and they all agreed to that, but how much can these messages you know, get down to their followers because most of these electoral issues are committed by their, you know, sometimes over ambitious followers, you know, snatching of ballot boxes, uh, intimidating uh, voters, bullying voters, vote buying on the spot of uh, election and all of that. This piece accord that was signed yesterday, how much do you think it will influence the, uh, you know, outcome of the election, especially in the area of trying to have a free and violence-free election? Uh, the, the, the attitude of a common of an average voter will very much depend on what the political actor tells them to do. Mm. If, for instance, you are a government candidate and you're able to tell your voters to abide by the rule, you don't arm them, you don't provoke them the violence, I don't think there's any way they can on their own. Yes, granted, there are some people who want to go out of the way, but then largely, the attitude of the leader will very much determine the attitude of the followers. So I think if they can get the message down to their followers, please, we have signed this accord. We don't want any problem. Anambra State is our own. If we destroy Anambra State, we are not going anywhere. I think the message they should be giving to their followers is, look, there are 18 candidates and only one person will be governor. Mm. If you are not a governor today, maybe tomorrow you will become a governor. Okay. Uh, the incumbent governor is mm. not uh, uh, contesting. Mm. He's running his uh, second and last time. Mm. So I think, by and large, this will also be a big factor in trying to ensure that the, the, the election goes on peacefully. Okay. Uh, Even though his party is also contesting. Yes, of course. And he'd been, you know, moving around with the candidate of his political party, which the ABGA. Yes. And now let's talk about uh, moni- monetization of election. We've talked about the militarization of it. Uh, a video suffix uh, the early hours of this morning of, uh, you know, a member of a political party with the flag or let me say the scarf and all of that on her, giving people 400 naira and a can of, you know, a malt drink and you know she i remember she was asking one of the person that where's your voters card so now we know that it's it's always the the ritual people p- bring in a lot of money uh, you know to buy voters at the dime mini distribute money for them share money for them rather at the point of casting their vote how monetized i mean you've been on the, on the ground i'm sure you've seen you felt the pulse of the state how monetized do you think this election is going to be tomorrow I may not be able to tell you how monetized is this. I saw the video myself mm. of somebody dishing out money. Mm. But of course, you know that Nigeria election every time is highly monetized. Mm. And uh, people, because of the fact that uh, the, the political actors go in there and forget the people. So the people will not want their, they want the slice of the cake immediately. But what we are telling them is that when you collect this money, you are, you are motivating your future. This should go down well. This should go down to every voter. That's when you collect money to vote, it gives you 1,000. In four years, that 1,000 is, is what you're going to eat for the four years. So why not 
keep that money. Don't collect that money. Vote somebody of your choice who you know that will give you the dividends of democracy. Now, I maybe it will be later in the day because they can't be sharing money in the afternoon. Maybe later in the day, they'll go to separate places where they share money. But where I am, where I am right now, I've not seen evidence of such. All okay, right. uh, before we, uh, you know, open the phone lines, uh, let's let's talk about uh, the quality of leadership that we're expecting. Uh, we've always been on this conversation as regards most political party candidates not having ideology, as it were, but they just ride on the ideologies of their party. And as long as we have a system that does not allow independence candidacy, then you need a political party. I watched the debates among the leading gubernatorial candidates, and, you know, just there and there, irregular things you get to hear. But with all of that that is happening right now with IPOB and, and all, how much, uh, you know, information, how much confidence do you think, uh, you know, the people of Anambra State have in their candidates? If any of the candidates emerge, maybe it's, uh, you know, the PDP candidate, the APC candidate, the APGA candidate, if any of the candidates emerge, uh, is there any possibility of having a proper governance? Uh, you know, Willie Obaino has done his best, but when it comes to continuity, in any of the candidates that you've observed, do you think, you know, they've done enough to convince Anambra people of their intentions in the government house? Well, you see, because of the heated tension, because of the political atmosphere, most of the candidates didn't have the opportunity of going around. So most Anambrarians didn't have the opportunity of getting to know their candidates very well by way of programs, what they will do for them. And uh, this type of threat appears to have overshadowed every other thing. Remember, um, most of the rallies ended in chaos. In uh, Ihiala, uh, some of the some of the political actors were nearly shot. Mm. You remember Soludo when he was meeting mm. his supporters, two policemen were killed. So in that atmosphere, the people did not have the opportunity to ask questions. They didn't have the opportunity to ask people who govern them, "What do you have for us?" And so, I guess tomorrow will be let's just have whoever. Hmm. so that we will have peace. Because this election has created more tension, more anxiety. Even in, in, in far away in the States, people did not go to uh, school today. Shops were not opened. So you can see, states around Anambra are feeling the pulse of Anambra election. Hmm. So people would rather want this election at the back and, 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 and whoever emerges may not be their major concern let's talk let's talk about INEC uh, being one of the leading uh, you know um state actor now when it comes to the election and uh, the chairman of INEC came out to say yesterday that uh, they've, they've done enough in terms of citizen awareness in terms of you know uh, distribution of materials insensitive materials first before the sensitive ones go out tomorrow but we've also heard reports of even core members that have been trained are withdrawing because of the tension ad hoc staff are withdrawing because of the tension do you think INEC had done enough uh, in the you know dictate of the constitution the electoral law in this country do you think they've done enough and are ready to conduct election in Anambra State tomorrow? Well, I, I guess they have tried their best. For instance, one of the things that interested me most in what uh, Daniel has done was they were able to declare that 86 polling, polling stations, mm. polling booths, don't have candidates. And mm. so they are not deploying electoral materials to that Those area. Places. That's a plus for INEC. If they had not dictated that, maybe that would have been an avenue for reason. Um, the, 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 the Commissioner for Voter Education and Enlightenment, Barisakesi Jokoye, has made it sufficiently clear that the, the safety of INEC staff is very, very paramount. And they are doing everything possible to make sure that the staff deployed for this election are adequately protected. And of course, yesterday, they distributed non-sensitive materials. Hoping that by, by mid-night this today, they will be able to now deploy the sensitive materials to various uh, police stations before the tax, before the opening of the balloting system by 7 or 8 a.m., as the case may be. But we have to give kudos to uh, INEC. You know, for the first time, they are trying, they, 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 they have this, uh, what do you call that, the card reader. The card reader, if the carrier cannot identify your, your finger, it can also identify your face. Mm. So this is the first time it's been deployed that technology is being deployed 
So, Kadri, the problem of failure of Kadri that may not be watched this time around because there are two methods of identification, either with your fingerprints or facial identification. I think, by and large, INEC has done well because um, the, 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 all the staff have been here, the INEC chairman has been here, mm. he led the peace signing uh, ceremony yesterday, and all the staff are fully on ground. Uh, uh, journalists have been adequately accredited. There was no problem in the accreditation process. So by and large, um, the Anambra election, there is this confidence that all will go well. Mm. And I'm expressing that confidence too. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, we've been having a chat with Mr. Jude, a very erudite uh, journalist. He's on ground in Anambra monitoring the governorship election there. So uh, you've heard all of what he has said. We're going to open the phone lines if you have any questions. Uh, and I know that he was going to be glad to respond to a, any comment that you have uh, regarding the um, elections in Anambra State. You can join the conversation. We'd like to hear from you. 90 or you call 90 Before you call, you have to turn down the volume of your radio and then you tell us your name and where you're calling from. Let's start with the first call. Hi, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from Twitter and Chidong. Well, listening. Thanks for calling. Yes, I will comment your guests here. I've talked more and they have educated us more the situation in Anambra State, um, the condition in Anambra State. But for for the suspension of the IPOP uh, uh, seat at home, it is very, very unfortunate that is just near when the Americans report or give a warning um, to the IPOP that ever interrupting the election, there will be a consequence. That's when they do that. So that one also should be. And before the election, uh, this next uh, chairman have said that there is a polling unit that they will not distribute any sensitive material because there is no voters there. So that one should be noticed before or after the election, the one should be also. And the question that I want to ask the guest is that, is it true that Duval Ogibo is from Amesi town in Abuja local government? And Chukuma Oludo of Abga is from Osofia town in the same Abuja local government. And Andy Uba of APC is from the same is from Ugo town from the same Aguta local government. You see if they are all from the same local government that say the people of Anambara state have to use their sense in terms of voting. That to say that there's no need of Yeah, yeah well Sadiq begin to wrap up your thoughts, yeah. Yes, that say that there's not uh, uh, fighting they should just vote for their uh, the best out of them. So there's no need of fighting or killing because of one of people that are from the same local government. Thank you. Thank you, Sadiq. Thank you. 090-9884-8848 or you call 090. Yes, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, quiet. maybe yeah, let quiet, me touch it in what he has just said. Yeah. Um, Anambra election has been described as daughters at war. About eight of the contestants are from Agua local government. And so I don't think they will do anything that will jeopardize the interests of their state. As he has said, they are from the same local government. And then at least they are brothers looking for the same thing. I think I don't think it should be a matter of do or die for them actually. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name Hello. and join the conversation. Uh hi. Emmanuel from Busabush. Emmanuel, thanks for calling. We're listening. I want to say that the outcome the reason why the uh, average but very man don't agree in the Nigerian election is because of the nature of uh, the state. Sincerity in the side of high neck on issue of rigging of election. And, and, and every time the, the election, at the end of the day, after the people have suffered and queue up in their life, after casting their vote, they will hear different results. So that is what have resolved. They have people resolved in their mind. There's no need of going out and uh, casting out a vote. And in the general sense of it, in the other side, they, I've already woman believe in the issue of not coming out. The general views I'm now talking about general things. They say that from what I had, some people say that they said. But after the civil war, the reason, the outcome of the Nigerian resolve that they should not allow Ibuman to rule again. That is the outcome they come out with the issue of Naira, uh, N A R I A. That is how Naira allowed Ibuman to rule. 
so that is the reason why they're now the yeah, yeah. well maybe well thank you thank you but i don't think that is correct though but thank you but that is not uh correct naira is a unique currency and uh people can you know for many acronyms that they want but what we know is naira and we believe in one nigeria it was uh integral part of you know our country our beautiful country nigeria zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight or you call 0905566699 mr jude would you like to say something Yes, this axiom that egos like money, <laughs> and so nobody that doesn't like money. Nobody doesn't I like mean, money. I believe. I believe. You cannot take away from an Igbo man the desire to make money. Just like you cannot take it away from any other tribe in Nigeria the desire to make money. Absolutely. Maybe the the, 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 the the mode of getting this money differ mm. from one place to the other. Mm. You cannot cannot tell the Igbo man his passion about being independent. You know, the, the kind of people we are, we don't depend on anybody. Igbo man doesn't depend on any government. And that's why they tend to be aloof about elections. They, 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 they know that they have the capacity to make a living for themselves. And so for you to say that uh, Igbo man likes money and that's why he doesn't uh, participate in the electoral process, maybe you are, you are, not, you are not right. No, right, because uh, election and electoral process is a personal thing. It's a tradition not to, to partake or not to partake. But I think everybody is bound to exercise his own franchise either way. Thank you. Yeah, well, we're going to uh, take some Facebook comments after this phone call. Hello? Okay. Okay. Our uh, Facebook.com, our uh, first like Jeff and Joss. On Facebook, Joel Joseph says, in Nigeria, elections are not really peaceful because the politicians know that they're not doing well and so they have to do anything to hold on to power or even achieve it. Uchi Chigoze says, let's not deceive ourselves. The people are already sitting at home and drinking beer and ECU, which means the election is a no-no for the people, suspension or not. Mary Nankling says, there must surely be something that would cause problem at the unit. Uh, is it not the Nigeria of our country? Okay, David so- Simon Gaden uh, says, uh, the people are so tired of Nigerian election. Daniel Aaron, God's grace, it shall be peaceful. But that's what some of us are praying for, that the election should be peaceful without destruction from both internal and external forces. Rather, should be clearly on the Anambra people's decision. A man has been uh, the election in Anambra State is not something to predict now, whether it's going to be peaceful or not. But our prayer is that it should be peaceful, free, and fair. We don't want any life to be lost in the name of election. With the hashtag, we love GFM. Thank you. Moses Daniel on Facebook says, We pray the election will be peaceful because that is uh, when it comes to elections, some violence usually occur. Ajang Agnes says, We hope there will be peaceful and free election tomorrow. They should allow people to elect candidates of their choice. Nine Dungbam says, I've seen in the error in the previous election where they were told to sit at home, and that is what it has cost them. I believe tomorrow's election will be peaceful. Christian Offer on Facebook, you think people would come out and serve as a scapegoat in the hands of those? Okay. Uh, I won't take that last part of your message, Christian Offer, but I, I got your message. Inamani Edwin Alexander Sino says, the question is this, what is the authenticity of the directive of the cancellation of the order? Could it be employed by the government today of the day to restore confidence in the people okay well the guest confirmed it already wise prince amaga jimangu says we pray that the election will go peacefully uh the way and manner the federal government is making public the purported cancellation only affirms the fact that the federal government now realized the fact that the ipob is a movement the people in the southeast always listen to uh, Daniel David Izang says the security agencies, politicians, traditional rulers, and all stakeholders would have to convince the electorate of their safety. If not, people will not come out to vote. Our uh, Felkuka Factors go on on Facebook says, What is happening in Nigeria? The name given to election is just like a nickname. What is happening is in. Uh, okay. Uh, you ended up saying, I pray the election in Anambra will be peaceful. Agun's Ola says, uh, it shall be peaceful election tomorrow. Ruben Chetima says, I pray the election will be peaceful, and I wish them free and fair election. God bless Nigeria. God bless you to Choji Ephraim. Uh, Nigerian election is a real sense. It's not always free and fair. Why? Because the illegalities that usually take place in each election called rigging. We hope for a peaceful election in Anambra State tomorrow. 
Uh, and we hope it will be a gateway for general election come 2023. May God deliver our nation. Isang, as he says, I just want to say hello. I wish an Ambra peaceful election come tomorrow. Love you guys. And God bless GFM. Bani Sotanko says, IPOB has gained prominence in the southern, southeastern parts of Nigeria, triggered by the federal government's policies of discrimination and isolation. The eastern populace are becoming answerable to IPOB than their state government, which culminates to empty streets, even when IPOB backtracked from their sanctions. Uh, sum summarily, there will be voter apathy. Okay, I pray that the election will be peaceful and fair. That is from Julius. Uh, Inamani again says it will only be a divine miracle if no life is lost in the election of Anambra tomorrow. Voter apathy is very certain, irrespective of the cancellation of the seat at home order. Fidelis Grace says all we pray for is peaceful, free, and fair election. Well, Daphne Empires, I got a message. I'm sure they're working on that already. Uh, as far as Anambra election is concerned, the word peaceful is not certain in the elections tomorrow. Well, it's obvious that the government has failed in its responsibility to secure security for the people. Olukbenga uh, Dekonle says at least to boost voters' turnout. IPOB are scared of the massive security men on ground. That is why they are shifting their ground. Well, Kazan Benedict John. Uh, Steve Top Top Tong Pan says, Only God knows the possibility of a peaceful election in Anambra State, but I'm optimistic that with God all things are possible. I wish them a peaceful election. I stand for peace and uh, justice. Uh, Oshituga Blessing says, it is possible that despite the call-off of the sit atom, the apathy will still be there. Uh, we can't actually predict how the election would be because we've never seen such precedents as it is today. It's sad that some group declaration overrules that of the government in our present-day Nigeria. There's so much uncertainty and apprehension everywhere. And I wish them all the best. I pray that a deserving leader emerges because Anambra State is known for producing great leaders of timber and the caliber. Eric Iam says... Uh, why do you say there is wisdom in the banning or opening of Twitter? Okay. Uh, in the first place, of what importance or progress was the banning of Twitter to us as a people? When you see the people of intellectuals, you will know. And when you see those lack wisdom, you will know. It is rather a display of lack of knowledge. Okay. Uh, Kusham Deborah, as he says, all those ones is a wash for Nigeria. How long will people keep on serving politicians? May God help us to see the future politicians. It's just unfortunate that crime is allowed to prevail in the society because the people of the society allows it, which is now a norm in the society. I just hope the election in Anambra City to be free and fair. God have mercy. Let's take this. Hello. Hello. Good evening, Mr. Ponsat. Good evening, Opayemi. Good evening, our guest via phone. This is Extravagant Malobi calling you from Joss. Thanks for calling. We're glad you called. Go ahead, sir. Yes, very quickly, I think I, I, I need to comment this, um, our guest this evening. He's a very fine uh, gentleman, a very fine journalist. Uh, you have your expression actually nailed every question that was thrown at you. And I think uh, that necessitated the reason why I'm going to ask you this question. In the past election, we saw predominantly in the South where card readers stopped a lot of people from voting. Well, in the North, we also saw uh, from many videos that went viral that card readers were ignored. And the same card reader that had the power to stop people from voting in an election was not, did not stand as an, as a, as an evidence in the court, hmm. in the election tribunal and in the appeal court, even up to the Supreme Court. What's your take on that? And lastly, I'd like to say that the feelings you are seeing in Anambra State represent the feelings in the entire Southeast. There is non-existence, non-existence of federal presence in the Southeast. Federal roads in the Southeast are dead traps. If you saw any good road in the Southeast, it is a state road. And uh, recently, President Muhammad Buhari came out to say that if any governor, uh, any governor in any state spent his money 
to uh, work on federal road that federal government will not refund him. So you, that is the feeling in the South is that this is a conquered territory. This is a territory that is neglected. You don't come to us when it is to give us service. You come to us with power when it is to do election. Yeah. I mean, that is the feeling. God yeah, well, bless you once thank again. You, thank you. Extravagant Malobi from Joss. Thank you. Well, Mr. Jude, wrap up your thoughts. I mean, uh, in response to what you are uh, from the comment section, please. Okay, I, I, I joined them in their optimism. Those who prayed that the election will be free and fair, I joined them to say that we hope and believe that tomorrow everybody will come out smiling. Nobody wants violence. Nobody wants to lose his life. In fact, I was, as I was coming here, my people, everybody was like, don't go, don't go. No, but I told them, look, this is duty. And I hope that God will protect me. And the God that brought me here will also protect me as I get back to my station. Amen. But what I have to tell them is that the optimism is in the air. Um, yeah, people are people, people are mindful of this fact that they have to live, and you don't have to kill yourself because of politics or politicians. So people are becoming aware of this fact, and so with all we are seeing, we hope that this election will be free and fair. But as I say again, the success or failure of this election will depend on the attitude of security men posted here. If they abide by what they've told them, because um, I, 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 the INEC has said as much as possible, they are high commanders, but to sensitize them on the rules of engagement, what they should do and what they should not do. Uh, they, 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 they handed out phone numbers of top commanders, displayed them everywhere, that if there's any problem, call these top commanders. I think with the, 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 the instructions and the rules they've put in place, all of us hope and pray that tomorrow all of us will come out smiling. And by the grace of God, Anambra State will be well again. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Jude. Thank you very much for your time. We sincerely appreciate you. And we do pray that uh, you come out unhurt and very safe and the election will be peaceful. Too. Yeah. Thank you very Thank much. You very much. Thank you very much. And Thank God bless you. God bless you too. Well, that was uh, Mr. Jude, a journalist with Daily Trust uh, Newspapers. And, uh, well, I'm so excited about uh, the uh, on-the-spot information that uh, we're able to uh, fetch from uh, Mr. Jude. Thank you very much once again. Well, your final word of prayer. Well, uh, talking about on-the-spot uh, in information, and that's what you can always trust JFM uh, to give you. Uh, but I'm also excited at uh, the fact that, uh, you know, not trying to sound modest, I know the, uh, you know, the guest obviously said a lot of things that are on ground. You know, sometimes uh, because of what has happened, uh, the build-up to events, you get to have how you feel or how you think things would go. I'm just appealing to the people of Anambra State. This is your future for the next four years. Uh, the 400 naira, the bottle of the can malt, whatever money they'll bring to you tomorrow, you know that even if you collect those monies, it's, it's, we're still running uh, in a closed ballot. It's not like they'll force you into the booth. You can still make a choice of a candidate you think it's credible enough, even if it's not for yourself, for your kids, for the future that we want to have. Yeah. Because whether we like it or not, government policies play major roles in how we move forward as a people. Thank you very much for your time. This is the much we'll take on the show tonight. Thank you. Uh, once again, we invite you to stay tuned to the news top of the hour, 6 o'clock. My name is Ponsak Fan Abdul. Have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcasts.